Welcome to Heartspeak Podcast, episode 269, Freedom to Think in Many Directions. Welcome to the Heartspeak Podcast, where valuable insights are shared that bypass the mind and resonate with the heart. Listen, open your heart, become inspired, find the joy and fulfillment that awaits when you follow your heart. And now, here's your host, Dr. Christine Page. Well, hello there, wherever you're in the world. It's good to be back with you and happy Thanksgiving to all of live in the United States. It's a time of celebration, a time of giving thanks to where we've come from, the family and friends who have supported us during this time, and to be grateful for what has happened, especially over the last few years, laying aside differences and coming together in a way that we would love to see across the world where we are looking forward to what do we want for future generations. And it reminds me of a time when my husband and I traveled to Guatemala with friends who were Native American from the Lakota tribes. And we went out to dinner together and we just happened to walk into a restaurant and look down at the beer mats that were there, which were shaped in the shape of a turkey. And we had to laugh because here we were on Thanksgiving evening with our wonderful indigenous beings and friends eating in a restaurant that was represented by a turkey. And I've had the privilege of meeting many wonderful indigenous peoples. And I think this is a time for us to celebrate their wisdom, their generosity, their kindness, and to know that we cannot move forward until we integrate and embody their wisdom that is so much part of the lands in which we live. So wherever you are in the world, each of us is already rooted into these very ancient cultures, and it's time we celebrated them and gave them the respect they deserve. doesn't matter where you are in the world. This is true for all of us. And I always felt that until we do this, we will not have peace on this planet. And as we move forward with that thought, I will move into what's happening in the skies. And then I want to talk a little bit more about dragon energy from something I've learned. And then finally, end up with giving you some suggestions of how to clear your thoughts, your emotions, and become more settled in yourself, because this is really important at this time. So let's just start with what's going on in the sky. So we have a full moon coming up on the 27th of this month, where we have the sun in Sagittarius, the moon in Gemini. But before that, we have the sun now in Sagittarius, and it's alongside Mars in Sagittarius. And that's very powerful. So Mars is passionate, it's enthusiastic, it wants to see changes, and Sagittarius is all about enthusiasm about opening ourselves up, expanding, travel. It wants to see fairness. It wants to see truth. It's seeker of truth. So what is happening now with Mars and the sun together, there's a huge desire to understand what is the truth. No more hiding, no more giving us a false story or a false trail. Let's expand our consciousness beyond that which maybe we've been receiving via some of the media outlets. And squaring this is Saturn, Saturn in Pisces. 
And so what we have is Saturn, which is authoritarian and Pisces there with unlimited thoughts. But I also think that this Saturn in Pisces squaring the Mars and Sun is not negative. I think what Saturn in Pisces is saying is let's get down to some really fundamental truths of what's going on. And it may be something you're seeing out in the world, but it's also happening within you. What is the fundamental truth of where you're going? And I sense that this is a time where you might find yourself expanding beyond where you even imagined you could go. Following up from last week's podcast, that when we invite into ourselves a part that we perhaps have always felt, oh, I'm not worthy of it or it's not ready, when we invite this part in and we say, I'm ready, many doors open, many challenges disappear And we see passageways leading us to places we never even imagined we could go. And to me, that's what's going on this month, this sense of laying down a strong foundation of I'm ready and I'm off. And that may mean that you also find you are stopping some things, realizing that where you thought you were going is no longer fulfilling you. Or you may find that you've come to the end of maybe a relationship or a relationship with an organization or even a work relationship. So I also see some stops before you can set off in new directions. And as I said, then we have have this full moon in Gemini. So Sagittarius is about wanting to expand our directions in which we can go. And Gemini is the communicator. So it's expanding our ability to communicate as well as expanding our communication with our spirit guide so it also expanding our ability to listen to hear to hear our higher self so this ability to listen communicate express ourselves is becoming heightened partly because the veil between the dimensions is also getting thinner which is what we're seeing as our magnetic field weakens so it's easier to, have, to hear what's going on, to have dreams that allow you to connect with the spirit world. So your dreams may be coming more vivid. And uh, like me, you may be actually having dreams about people who have passed over or you're getting messages in the night and you're going, wow, this was very vivid. This was very clear. So communication is really being enhanced. And again, it's being enhanced because now Mercury also in Sag is also squaring Neptune in Pisces. So there's a lot of squaring going on, which can cause tension, but it also, I think, makes us pay attention. So Mercury is, again, communication, listening, learning. What am I learning? What am I picking up? What am I being informed about? Squaring Neptune in Pisces is really saying, is the information I'm receiving helping me to grow, to expand? to find new directions, or is it just keeping me staying in the same place, especially if there's any fear involved? So I think that there's a lot now we're sifting out what truths really align to us and what truths don't. And the truths that don't align to us now are those that make us feel fearful or shamed or guilty, keeping us locked into an old pattern. And when we look at Neptune in Pisces, and I've mentioned Pisces before, and then certainly Neptune in there, it's saying the world is unlimited. But 
it can also mean the world is unlimited according to someone else's directive. You know, you can go anywhere as long as it's where I want you to go. <laughs> so all of these times, and I probably uh, said this before when I was talking about Saturn in Pisces, it's saying, who's the authority of my belief system? Who's telling me what to do? Who's directing the traffic? <laughs> and obviously, the, the primarily, it's us. But where's that usness coming from? Where's that message coming from? Do I still believe it? Oh, you should be this sort of person, or you should be that sort of person. You should be kind to people. You should be doing this. All those shoulds need to be thrown out. At the same time, we have to be very careful of not returning to old patterns that are addictive. And those addictive patterns can be emotionally driven. So it's not just that we say, oh, I'm not going to feel guilty anymore. There's some pleasure in feeling guilty. There's some pleasure in feeling a victim. Oh, you might tell me there isn't, but there is. So what is the juice that we get out of drama or feeling bad about ourselves, etc.? That's part of what's also coming into play. Which message are we following? Are we following the one that says, move on, Christine? Or are we following the one that says, ooh, let's go back to that juiciness. Let's go back to that indulgence that we just love going into. So be very mindful is there's a lot of messages coming in, some of them emotionally driven, some of them from spirit, some of them belief systems. And really, this is a time to say, is this true to my heart? Is this true to my soul? Does this expand me or does it contract me? Is it taking me into a place that's away from me? And does this feel like a loving, nurturing energy or does it make me feel bad about myself? If it feels makes me feel bad, then it's probably wrong. And at the same time, I will just clarify once again, this Piscean energy that's around, we need to be very clear that we don't get into the polarization. So even though I've just used the word bad, it's often I hear people say, well, we're going to do love when they're really saying, because we're not going to do hate, or we're going to do good, we're not going to do bad, or we're going to do light, we're not going to do dark. Anything that persuades us to go in a direction that is polarized is missing the point of Pisces. Pisces, two fish swimming in opposite directions, fine, but they're joined by a common band. And that band is the trinity that says, I am another one of you, the sacred marriage of opposites. There is no us and them. It's all of us together. And so anything that keeps us separate or makes us feel that we are disconnected or separate is that which is coming from the old paradigm, the, the more denser energies that are determined not to let us know who we truly are. And that's not going to happen anymore. We are ready to know who we are and it's time. And that everything that's happening, the cosmic energies are all saying time to wake up, time to embody what we are. And what we are is amazing beings who are already enlightened. We're not trying to become enlightened. We are beings of light that have come onto this planet to have an experience we created that experience, and now it's also a time to bring heaven and earth together. So my next part of my journey that I want to take you with me today is to the place of the dragons. And I was listening to a really lovely conference on dragons with Portal to Ascension with Neil Kaur, who does a wonderful job. 
And he specifically was sharing a meditation that he'd taken place, part in, a regression. And he saw himself as a being who, a soul trying to incarnate. And the way he said it was that he realized he couldn't just incarnate from above, which we always say, oh, you come from above. He said, no, I had to actually break myself down. I had to be a subatomic particle and be born from the heart of Mother Earth. And I just love that. So that what he describes is that we come in as subatomic particles. You could say light. And that light is then molded by the elemental energies from a waveform into a particle form. So it's the elements, and then we take on the minerals, and then we, oh, there's Christine. And what he describes is that the dragon energy, and you can call it a dragon if you want, but a dragon takes your light body, your soul, and incarnates it through these various steps, the elements, uh, the minerals, into who you are. And it's the dragon's ability to live both within the spirit world and the light world and in the physical world that allows it to be our midwife into life. I thought that was beautiful. So, yes, you could say, well, I have a personal dragon energy or a personal dragon, but that personal dragon is really an energy, a midwife that is encompassed in your very creation. And what he described was that every child has this dragon energy within them, sometimes known as an invisible friend, and that that dragon energy is very current and present for the first three years of a child's life. So what he describes is in those first three years, and again, try not to get lost in the figure of a dragon, but we are very connected for the first three years of our life to all creation. Everything is possible. And so a child has these multiple connections to different dimensions because of its connection to this dragon energy. And then at the age of three, that dragon energy starts to dissipate, but it, it lives within our heart. But what it, it's doing is saying, okay, now you make your choices. And it, it was interesting to me because I had also read that at the age of three, a child has the most synapses or connective sites within its brain. That's the maximum connections, synapses. And I thought that's brilliant. He's using that same figure, age three, to say at that time, we can go anywhere. We're unlimited. But from three years on, we start to make choices that will be more concurrent with our soul's intention. That's beautiful. So wouldn't it be lovely if we, we understood that about our children and especially a three-year-old saying, okay, now you're making these choices. Now you're coming into your soul's incarnation, but not ever forgetting that all those choices were there. All you did was shut some doors, shut down some synapses. And what I'm sensing as we talk about the awakening of the DNA, or I talk about the awakening of the DNA, that we're also awakening those portals, those doorways. So what we may have shut down at the age of three is now awakening. We're getting many, many more opportunities, directions for us to be able to go in. 
we're becoming three-year-olds again. And I just love that idea. So then I take it back to the center of the earth, the heart of Mother Earth. This is where we come through. This is where we're born. And just understand that because the heart is, the energy of the heart is shaped like a toroid, T-O-R-I-D, every toroid connects instantaneously, spontaneously, <laughs> spontaneously to every other heart. So my heart's energy is a toroid and it instantly takes me to the heart of Mother Earth, instantaneously takes me to the heart of the galaxy, instantaneously takes me to the heart of the universe and beyond. So you don't have to travel anywhere. When you're in your heart, you're, con you're there. And where are you? You're, you're connected to all that is. And we call that love. So our heart is the connection to all that we are, we ever be, we ever will be. It's, but it's a connection to universal love or universal consciousness. And consciousness being light and the love keeps us that connected to everything. So we go to now the heart of Mother Earth from which we are born as human beings. And this ties in so much to many traditions, especially uh, of the Native Americans, where they believe they are born from the earth. They're not born from the sky. And so that many of their kivas or their birthplaces are within the earth. Same with the cenotes in in Mexico, we come out of the waters of the earth. We come out of the earth. That makes more sense to me. So we go back to the heart of Mother Earth. And many, many years now, I've seen at the heart of Mother Earth this 16-pointed star. And I always wondered what it meant. And I looked and looked. And people would give me different ideas. And it wasn't until I actually saw that the CIA, of all people, have as their symbol the 16-pointed star. And what that means to them is we can go in any direction. We, <laughs> we interfere in many directions. We have knowledge from many directions. But that 16-pointed star to me <laughs> meant it wasn't just that we were linked above, below, in the four directions we're actually linked in many directions, many dimensions. And that when we're in our heart, we can access these many directions. Okay. So when I worked with that idea, I saw that if we have that 16-pointed star at the center of Mother Earth, the dragon energy, which I could say is the magnetic energy created by the liquid core of Mother Earth, actually finds its way to the surface in many directions. Are you with me? So we're in the center and we're, it's a sphere. We'll make it a sphere, Mother Earth. And now this energy is passing out in many directions. It doesn't always go straight. You know, it's more like a serpentine energy, but it's, it's moving out in many directions. And what is important is that the dragon energy creates dragon passageways. And as I've called them before, they are arteries or veins of Mother Earth. So in exactly the same way, our heart is the, the first organ to be created after within the embryo. So the heart and its pulsation sends energy out around the body 
And it's that energy that we then call blood, but it's the blood that forms the channels that we call arteries and veins, rather than the arteries and veins being there first. And this is some idea that has been put out there uh, a long time in embryology, is that what we may consider uh, an artery and vein then being filled with blood, it's the other way around. And I like that same idea out into the earth that it was a bit like if you've ever been in a lava tube, and I've been in several, it's the lava flowing through Mother Earth that eventually leaves what we see as a hollow tube because it's passed through the earth. But the tube was formed by the flow of energy. Hope that makes sense. So dragon energy is finding its way and will cause channels. And those channels will then, you know, we will perceive as the way in which the energy gets to the surface. Now, following that thought, I really wanted just to say that this idea of the heart being the source of energy flowing to the surface, I want it also to be seen now as the way in which creation or consciousness reaches the surface to create something, I should say. So let's say the dragon energy is carrying or the, the passageways of the dragon are carrying consciousness to the surface. And that consciousness is what we call information. And why do we use the word information? It says information. So the consciousness trans is transformed into form. So information is bringing something into form. And that's what this dragon energy does. It's what our bloodstream does. It brings something into form. But you can also look at it from the chakra situation. As the chakras are connected to each other, their energy brings something into form. Okay, so just understand that's what information is. It's consciousness or light of consciousness becoming form or reality. Now, what's happening now is that we are being given the chance to open more and more passageways to make deeper connections to what is the origins of our being. Who are we? What is the beginning of all of this? And we can ask the dragon energy not only to spread out from the center, but to take us back to our center. See, it's not only going in one direction. So dragon energy both creates, we could say, or gives life, and it also brings death and destruction. And we see that again with volcanoes. They both destroy and they form new islands. So dragon energy is this ability to move between spirit and matter, backwards and forwards, wave and particle backwards and forwards. So my last piece of this podcast is to talk about our three centers, our Dantian that I've talked about before. These are three pure centers of creation. But when I use that word creation, I don't want you just to seeing manifestation, forming something. I want you to see the flow that there's a, we, we breathe in and we birth something, we breathe out and something dies. It's not one after another, it's a continuum, like the snake, say, the snake that circles and, and eats its own tail. 
So these three centers are the three centers of our creation. The first is our heart, our heart chakra, what I would call our deep heart. And in our deep heart is our connection to all life, our, our connection to all universal energy through the power of love. So what I want to do is we're going to use something that is connected to that 16-pointed star, and that is the sound known as A-Um. Some of you may know the Om, which is literally connecting heaven and earth, but the A-Um is the power of creation. It's, it's A-U-M. So A-Um is the most powerful form, the sacred sound of creation. And again, creation is both the in-breath and the out-breath. And this is the 16-pointed star. So we go into our heart chakra. And what I would ask you to do again, imagine that you're in the center of the earth. You're not in a linear pattern. But I want to, as you breathe in, I want you to breathe in with that energy of R. So you breathe in. And you breathe out. So you go from the point into the sphere and from the sphere back to the point again. And as you breathe in, you're expanding and sending consciousness out into the world. As you breathe out, you're bringing yourself back to the consciousness of the universe. And as you breathe out, try and hold your breath out. Because once you hold your breath out, you are connecting through the power of love to everything in the universe. There is no disconnection. You are one with the power and the beauty and the love of the universe. So you can feel your guides and your loved ones all around you at that time. And you can breathe in again, and you're moving your energy out into what we call the external world. And then you breathe in, you breathe out again. Excuse me if I didn't put that right. You breathe in to the external world. You breathe out and hold your breath out, connecting to all that is and all the loved ones around you. And you do the same at the sacral chakra. This is the place of creation. When you think of the baby in the womb, this is the place where you emerge from or grow from. So once again, this is a power of nurturing, if you want to call it that. So again, you, you center yourself in there and you breathe in, again, in a sphere-like way. And as you breathe in, you send all the power the, of creation out into the world. And then you breathe out and you bring that creation back to the dot again, the no-thing. And that no-thing is, is basically saying, every possibility is there. I'm making a choice to create one or more things. In other words, as you breathe in at the sacral chakra, you're going back to the nothingness. But that nothingness is full of potential. So then you breathe out, breathe in, you send out those thoughts, the idea of creation, and then you breathe out again and just hold your breath out and realize the power and the potential that awaits you. And then finally, to go to what I call what is known as the cave of Brahma, which is above the third eye. This is the all-seeing eye. So it's, it's literally you're connecting to the mind of God, if you want to see it, that the divine mind, the higher mind, 
but you're connecting to the pure mind that is not connected to anything else, but just to be able to focus on what is needed. So from that place, you breathe in, and you focus on what you see, the extended dimensions you can think into, and then you breathe out, and you bring your thought back to this one seeing eye that everything is there, everything is seen, but your thoughts are not scattered. Breathe in, you see in all directions, you think in all directions, you breathe out. Hold that thought out. It's very clear. And you breathe normally. And when you bring these three together, the all-seeing, the all-loving, the all-creative, you have this inner knowing, this sense of connection to all that is, the power, the purpose, the action, the intention, the frequency, the result, whatever words you want to use. But what you're doing is allowing these to mix. It's not just about what you are formulating in the outside world. It's also about what you're bringing back to your center in the wisdom that you have attained. I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving, a wonderful full moon, and know you are loved. Until next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the HeartSpeak Podcast with Dr. Christine Page. Please check out all HeartSpeak episodes in the podcast archive section on www.christinepage.com. HeartSpeak is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Tumblr, and now playing on Amazon Music and iHeartRadio. You can also watch the archive podcast on Christine's channel, on YouTube, and now on Rumble. Connect with Christine on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook group, The Great Mother Calling. Do share with family, friends, colleagues. Join us next time for another edition of Heartspeed.